This is the Man's Man Film Review with your hosts, Tommy Lee and Joey Otto. And we are live at the Man's Man Film Review first episode. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy Lee. And I'm Joey Otto. Welcome. This podcast is 25 years in the making, even though I think podcasts have been around a lot less than that. But here we are. Very true. Let's uh, get to the beginning. Uh, Joe and I have been friends for 25 years now. Uh, we met 1991 back in high school. High school in uh, study hall or something. Yeah, we can't really remember the class. We weren't exactly... Uh, it was in the art yeah. room. I remember that. I yeah, we, we seem to remember more of the uh, horsing around that went on as opposed to the actual class. Uh, I, I specifically remember that uh, we were able to bring in Predator and watch that in class. During the study hall. Yes. I don't know how we convinced the teacher to do so, but I remember everybody huddled around and we watched Predator. I pretty much remember me and you and maybe only two other guys enjoying the movie, and there were a bunch of girls in the class that were like, what is this crap? We don't want oh, yeah. to watch oh, yeah. this. Oh, yeah, totally. We, we didn't care because it was Predator in that movie. It was fantastic. Rock, so. Absolutely. And I was trying to convince everybody that Van Damme was one of the people, that the stuntmen falling into the water, but he, come to find out he was actually supposed yeah. to play in the Predator. Yeah, I, that's like, no, no, look, he's still in the movie. That but was it's the not. first of many times that I said Joe was full of shit, but he was kind of right because yeah, I think Van, what he tried out for it. He, he, you know, he was going to be the predator. He was going to be the predator, and then like he didn't like the outfit or something. He, he couldn't do any of the um, stunts in the suit. The suit was yeah, too heavy yeah. for him. So I think it's hilarious because it's like Van Damme. Like that would have been the best movie he ever would have been in. And I, <laughs> we love Van Damme at the show here, but it's like yeah, that would have been the best movie he ever did. Remember the first prototype suit? Yes, the predator. Oh, yes. Wow, that's funny. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh my god. The chameleon that runs. Yeah. So, anyways, Joe and I are big movie fans. We've been watching movies our entire lives, and we met in, in, in a small town, Sauk City, Wisconsin. Uh, and we just kind of hit it off and went to see a ridiculous amount of movies. We used to do movie marathons uh, and see really bad movies over oh, and over yes. again. Um, I mostly like horror and action movies and kind of like 80s and 90s stuff. We're, that's kind of what we're going to cover on the show, kind of big, dig up some of the old movies. Uh, you know, we've seen and haven't seen some of them, but um, Joe's pretty much the same. We like the same kind of movies, I think. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Definitely. Yeah. So, the first... year the better. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, let's start off with uh, recently seen movies. I think it's probably a good idea what we've seen. We've seen a lot of movies lately, actually. I, I haven't been to as many movies in the last couple months. But no, because this summer sucks. Yeah, this summer's, this summer's terrible. Horrible. Just horrible. Yeah. Well, we did see the Ghostbusters yes. remake. And I went into that thinking this is going to be the biggest pile of I, shit. I did too. And, and it we, was surprisingly yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was we, a fantastic movie. We both liked it, absolutely. I, I like When I saw the trailer, I was like everybody else. First of all, I was like, the four women, it's like that was the big thing. It's like the women replacing the men. And it's like, I didn't like it, but I guess I could have lived with it. But I also just kind of like didn't think it was a good idea to remake the movie in the first place because I'm like, well, the first one is such a classic. Right. It's like, And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, you can't really ruin the legacy because Ghostbusters 2 kind of ruined the legacy because yeah, that was just that a big true. piece of shit. Nobody <laughs> liked that movie. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll ch- I might check it out. And I saw the trailer, thought it kind of sucked. And then the reviews came out and the reviews were really good. So I'm like, yes. oh, I'll give it a shot. The way they marketed that film was terrible. Yeah, yeah. They like, showed some of the worst scenes in the movie. Yeah. 
is the the whole slow motion of um, our buddy Thor right? yeah. when he gets um, <laughs> yes. the, the what uh, possessed by whatever that spirit yeah. was. I'm like, oh man, please, please don't tell me. But yeah, I mean, it, it was way better than I expected. I went into it with like an open mind, which is the good good way to do these yeah. kind of remakes. Um, but yeah, I, I think the director even said that the trailers sucked and they weren't really good oh, no. yeah. the, show, the movie, which you know, was definitely true. Um, my thought on remakes is like I'm usually against them as most old people are because we think our movies are better than you know right. everything else of course kids these days your kids probably thought oh that looks great Ghostbusters what an original movie and it's like baloney it's like you know we saw the original one that was the real right that was the real Ghostbusters but, and it's funny they you know they they see the movies because you revisit them back you know um, from the movies back in the day what have you but it's just funny hearing your kids take on some yeah, of these films yeah um, I mean my, my daughter's not old enough yet but I'm, I can't wait to show her these, my movies and have her crap right. all over them I mean they, these, they these laughed suck. especially when you saw the um, the Marshmallow Man yeah. balloon or whatever they're like oh okay that's cool that's funny that's you know yeah. kind of a that little, little nod to the original. Yeah, series yeah, Th- that was the the biggest problem I had with the movies. That they, they, I felt like they tried to throw too many things, too many nods to the original in it because it's kind of like, yeah. okay, we got it. You didn't need to have every single cast member. Cast member, I know that that after a while, I like, know, okay. I know that Ernie Hudson needs the work probably. Right. He needs to make a few bucks, but you know, just it was. But I, I, they didn't ruin it. I thought it was cool. You know, and the Bill Murray was was amusing, but yeah. So overall, I liked it. I thought it was way better than expected, and you know, I definitely see a sequel. I yeah. Mean, Definitely. You just got to go into it with an open mind. Right. I think you'll probably enjoy it more. If you're, if you're like the people like, I can't watch it, it's going to be awful, then you know you probably won't right. like it. But it, it's worth it. I mean, if you're going to yeah. see a movie right now, that that's one to check out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree. I, I should explain my policy on remakes. Like I said, I usually don't like remakes. I'm, I'm against them. But I think that remakes should be made of movies that were good ideas but didn't quite work. Because what they seem to do is remake the movies that are awesome. Right, and it's like you don't need to remake it. No. It's like we don't need a remake of Psycho, like scene for scene, because nope. it's like what's the point? It's like you can't really make a better movie. You can maybe make it more modern, but what's the point? It doesn't make sense to me. There's so many movies out there that are like good ideas, but just don't like work. Like maybe they didn't have the special effects technology right. back then, or they cast the wrong people or something, and it's like it was a good idea, it just didn't work. And it's like those movies are like ripe for the pickings for remake. Right. But they never seem to do that. They just have to kind of like pick the best movies and say, well, let's do that because people know the name. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm getting off on a tangent. No, that's, that's just my thoughts on remakes. Um, let's see what else have we seen. I, I, I saw Lights Out last night. Lights Out. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. How I, was that? I thought it was decent. The trailer was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a good Gimmicky, premise. It was a good premise. Right. Yeah. Um, it was mostly a rental, I would say. But okay. I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it's. I kind of say, when I say movies are rental, it doesn't mean it's garbage, don't see it. I would say it's just you can wait for video. Right. If you go see it in the theater, you wouldn't be disappointed because it, you know, but I just, it wasn't one that you had to go out and see. Right. It was, wasn't overly scary, but the idea was good and it had a couple good jump scares in it. And okay. I liked the, uh, the gimmick to it. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, it's basically the... Now, the trailer's the one where she turns the light on and off and this little yeah, creepy it's like shadow the, figure. The evil, I won't spoil it. I okay. think it's got the evil entity and it's kind of like can only... Kind of live in the dark. Okay, and I'll have the, to check that out. Yeah, the I mean, they haven't made a, a good horror movie in ages. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to do. They're they're yeah, but they're they're kind of like they're really trying. Like I said, there's a lot of kind of interesting movies on the horizon. We just so. watched The Witch. Have you seen that? Yeah, and I, I was disappointed. I was too. Uh, you Absolutely. know, it's a great folktale kind of yeah. thing, but 
you could have taken that movie so many ways at the end, especially at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is that about? Well, it was it was way too overpromoted because I heard yeah. that, like this is the scariest movie, and it's like Not. it's very authentic, and I, I, I like the atmosphere, and it was sure creepy, the atmosphere was great, but in yeah. the end, it's just kind of like, oh, that's it, okay. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, that one was really hyped up, and I, I think I, I'm glad to see we're on the same page. With yeah, that, so. no, I was really expecting something more, but yeah. And you, uh, Whatever, yeah. I believe you went to see uh, the new Star Trek movie, correct? I did. Star Trek Beyond. I haven't been to it yet. What did you think of it? Should have been called Star Trek Boring. For oh. me, anyway. I mean, it has... Really? It has a few action sequences, but it just it reminded me of like um, a Star Trek 3, a Star Trek 4, a Star Trek 5. It's just another one of the, like, the original... Well, one of those is good. ...film series. Well, yeah, one of them. One of them is good. <laughs> 4 is good. If you leave 3 and 5, then I'll say I won't be seeing that movie. But, but yeah, yeah it's, uh, a lot of people are saying that it, it reminds them of um, the original um, drawn-out television episode... From yeah. back in the day, but I don't know. For me, uh, the, the original Star Trek that they just uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, the first one they kicked off series, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. Into Darkness was a little weak uh, with the whole con spin, um, but this one, I don't know, it just didn't have the same vibe as the as the original. Well, for me, see, I've been kind of split on them. I thought the first one was okay. I, I didn't really like Into Darkness. I, I mean, I'm not a Trekkie per se. I'll watch the movies. Well, sure. Yeah. I haven't really watched the TV series. I, I watch every once in a while. But, you know, I like the movies. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of... I wasn't really excited about this since I didn't like Into Darkness, but then, like I said, I heard the reviews were, were pretty good. And Some of the CGI in this movie is just horrendous. Really? Yes, the animation of, like, the people running on the big Enterprise. Wow. It's, and the villains, I swear to God, that most most of them are made up of CGI. They almost look like they're ripped out of the um, the Halo game, or uh, is that what you call it? Halo, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what they reminded me of. Oh my God! All the villains, but yeah, I don't know. Wow, especially the opening of the movie—it like opens up with like a bunch of CGI creatures, and you're just like, what? The yeah, in this day, this in this day and age, you really shouldn't be like taking notice of CGI you yeah. think they'd had it done now and it's like yeah it's like wow just when they got blue- wasn't wasn't impressed I, I enjoyed Ghostbusters um, I didn't mind the new Independence Day movie even though it was 20 years too long um, but it still was <laughs> 20 years too long <laughs> it was refreshing I'm not saying the first one was great by any means um, it was a generic cheesy B popcorn movie that doesn't hold up well at all um, but it was refreshing because I thought that was just going to be another you know, piss on this turd moment in the theater, but it was it was decent. Well, you, you couldn't pay me enough to see Independence Day <laughs> sequel because I hated the first one. <laughs> yes, I must be the, I must be the first person on the planet that like didn't like that movie. No, no. I, I mean, it only made what three hundred million back in the day, oh, yeah. and that was like huge at the time. And this one, I think, just broke over the hundred million mark. Well, I've seen a lot of great movies that didn't make uh, three million dollars. Right. Yeah. So, like three hundred yep. million is, is definitely a hit. So, what about the Swiss Army Man? Did you see that? I did see that. How was that? <laughs> Refreshing. It's, it's is it this year's uh, being John Malkovich? I would say so. It is a weird ass movie. It's really it's his really farts a- are magical. Yes, and, and he he guides yes. his way with his boner, right it's, or something. Yeah, right? it's, okay. It's one of those movies. Boner like, is a compass. That's I saw cool. that, and I also saw the Neon Demon a couple weeks ago. Too. Okay, and it's like both of those movies. It's like I. What the hell is that about? Yeah. I left the movie kind of wondering the same thing. Okay. Both of those movies I left with kind of like, I don't know if I liked that movie or not. It's weird that I'm usually very, very quick to know if I liked a movie sure. or not. And I saw both of them, like, I liked things, I didn't like things, and I'm kind of like, I wasn't bored in either movie, but like, right. I didn't leave with a strong opinion. I'm kind of like, okay. So, I mean, if I ask you a couple questions, um, yeah. you're not going to give the movie away with Swiss Army Man, but I'll try. is he 
did he crash land on some type of remote island or whatever? You mean the the, the castaway the, the main, guy? The main star, the castaway star. Yeah, or I not really. Or is really it talk? Yeah, you, you have to go with the premise that he's washed up ashore. That he's wa- okay. Yeah, all right. I can't spoil anything beyond that. And it could be this that. guy. It could be in his imagination or possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't. I, well, kind of. I can't really spoil too much. Talk about too much without okay. spoiling it. And, right. I don't know if anybody's actually going to see that movie since we're supposed to be talking about 80s and 90s action movies and we're not talking about a 2016 <laughs> weird funny. ass movie that you can't really describe to anyone. But, yeah. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. But I mean, I think it's it's probably going to be a love it or hate it movie. Right. Okay. Of course, I just said I don't know if I loved it or hated it. So I'm probably spoiling that right there. But. I, it might be one you'd have to see twice to see if you really liked it. And sometimes I, I you kind of check it out. Yeah, yeah, but that's definitely one to wait for video. It's probably already gone from right. theaters, anyways. But um, have I seen anything else? I think that's probably all I've seen recently. Yeah, that that's about it. I yeah. mean, other than like Civil War and all that other stuff. But yeah, this, this so far summer it's is, just been a weak summer. Yeah, weak summer. I mean, since Joe and I are you know in our forties now, and it's kind of like we we remember our like movie summers when we were kids as being just awesome. Oh yeah. And I don't know how much of this is just us being old and saying new stuff sucks, old stuff is better, but it just seems like every summer there was something awesome. That yeah, there was something epic, except for the summer of 92. That's when yeah. you, you had Batman Returns, oh, Lethal yeah. Weapon 3, and Alien 3. Yeah, but... Uh, I mean, Lethal Weapon okay. 3, that was huge back then. Okay, the movies weren't good, but they were like big movies. Well, they right, just were disappointed. Right. But, but still, th- now you look back, and it was like that was that was your summer. Yeah, lineup. I mean, is it like that for your kids now? Do your kids get excited for like? Is this were <sighs> they, like, like really excited about Ghostbusters well, or? No, not really. I mean, my daughter is kind of like into like um, supporting you know the the female lead heroes. That's why she was totally um, love Star Wars. Probably. Oh yeah, The Force Awakens. I mean, that was yeah. like her thing. She was like she can follow Ray and. That must have been like me back in the day watching, you know, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I want, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. Um, but that, that's cool. But, I mean, she totally got into Ghostbusters, I mean, with all the interesting characters and such. So, that's yeah, pretty neat. I, I don't know. I switching mean, up on us. It's, I try to be a kid again and get excited about the, the, you know, movies every summer. But it just seems like every year it's just kind of more cookie cutter. And it's like, you know, I love the Marvel movies, but sometimes it's kind of like it's my standard two to three Marvel movies every summer. Right. Yep. They seem like they're kind of running out of characters to put in there. And, you know, it's, it, you know I shouldn't complain because as a kid, Marvel movies sucked. It's like, like everything yeah. was garbage. Oh, yeah. like it, it was. Captain America, Fantastic Four, they couldn't even release, which was garbage. But, of course, I've heard they shouldn't have released the last Fantastic Four of it. Which I didn't still see. haven't seen. Still yeah. haven't seen that movie. I've like had opportunities to watch that, and I'd be like, I'm definitely not watching that. It's like, I like a car crash. I mean, I'm really into bad movies, but for some reason, <laughs> that one just has like avoided me. I'm like, kind of like, I can't watch. There was that. no point. There was another movie. Didn't we didn't need a reprise of it? Just yeah, like Spider Man movies. You well, know? Fantastic Four even more because it's like. I don't think like that's they're that compelling of characters. Right. True. They, they're okay. I agree. I shouldn't I guess I shouldn't say that because Marvel the Marvel movies they've been able to make like sure. I didn't think Iron Man would be a good movie. And it, it turned out to be And fantastic. yes, I didn't think Thor was gonna be a good movie yeah. and that was fantastic. Um Well now I'm on board with Doctor Strange where they I think looks pretty good. Right. And I'm like but normally I'd be like, Doctor Strange, nobody's gonna wanna see exactly. that. Exactly. But Marvel seems the way to to, to do that, but so maybe if Marvel, so I think they have the rights back to Fantastic Four now. Maybe they can. Maybe they'll make do something. it right. I think yeah. I think the Fantastic Four characters belong in like a mashup movie alongside yeah. other Marvel uh, superheroes, but yeah, a standalone type film. Uh, yeah, I'll pass. I agree. I agree. 
Okay, well, that's kind of all I've recently seen, so let's uh, move on to what we're going to do on a, a standard topic as a top five every week. So um, we definitely like your feedback on that if you have some uh, ideas for top fives. This week we're first going to do our, our top five favorite movies. We thought we'd keep it simple and kind of give everybody out there an opportunity to kind of see what we like for movies and see how we compare. And maybe that'll be the last time you listen to this podcast. But anyways, we figured it's a good idea to kind of explain what we like. So Joe, what would be your top... Your, your number five favorite movie. Top five movies. Let's go. Let's. We're going to start off with number we'll, five. You'll do your number five. I'll do mine. Okay. On the list. Number number five is Predator. Okay. Fantastic. Eighty-seven. One of my favorite Love it. movies. I Guess what? That that's in that's the theater. also that was a great experience. Yep. That's also on my lad. list, and it's uh, a little higher up. Is it? okay. Yeah, I saw Predator in the theater like three or four times. I remember specifically because I was uh, thirteen when that came out. And obviously couldn't drive, and I'd like beg my mom to take me in to see that one. I think my mom basically saw every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie in the '80s on because I, I forced her to drive me to it. It was like yeah. Predator, and then I think that fall Running Man came out, and it's like yeah. she's like, oh god, another Schwarzenegger movie. She was a good sport though. She you know, was like, oh great, another Arnold movie. Like, <laughs> I remember seeing that at the local theater in town here in Sauk City. Ah, uh, me too. Uh, Bottom Theater, and then afterwards I walked out and I went up to the. Um, gentleman who was behind the counter i was like hey hey do you have a predator poster can, can i have it he's like we didn't even get a poster <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny because i saw it there too and i, I we didn't even know each other then we didn't it was a oh, fantastic I, movie i didn't even know you were living in town at that oh yeah point. oh yeah wow yeah i think we moved here in 86 which i believe is the year culver's started up there in you town go. here so you go. used to, used to be an eight used to be used to be an animal oh, somebody's calling the president's the, calling somebody, somebody's calling on the hotline <laughs> Is that Sean Connery? <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, well, my number five uh, would be The Usual Suspects. Okay, I'm really? Big That's interesting. Of, yeah, I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, every time I watch it, I get to I heard that has a surprise ending. It does. <laughs> yeah, a lot of... Yeah, Soylent, Kaiser, Kaiser Soylent, Soylent, Soylent Green is People. That's yeah, the there surprise you go. ending. There you go. No, I'm a big fan of that one. That was just... It was... I, I still think it was Brian Singer's best movie. I thought I expected so many great things out of him, and right. he's done like you know the X Men movies, which are pretty good, but he's never really lived up to no. that after that. No, not at and, all. And I think that's just a fantastic movie. But I, maybe I rate it higher than other people, but I just remember seeing that in the theater. And that's your top five, or the fifth? That's, that's my right. fifth. One. Okay, yeah. the fifth pick out of the top five. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So what would your number four be? Number four would be Jaws. Oh, there you go. That's a classic. I yes. mean, a movie that ages like wine. Yeah. Um, what, what was great about that movie is, you, obviously, you don't see the shark. Thank yeah. God. Because I remember Spielberg uh, mentioning in, in an interview that he wanted to show the shark at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And that would have destroyed the film. Yeah. Um, there's certain scenes in that film, like when the uh, the kids are out swimming, doing swimming lessons, and the shark comes across and knocks the boat over, and you just see a glimpse of that shark coming up. And it terrified you. As a kid watching that, yeah, um, you're like, "Holy shit!" Well, didn't That's they the have most realistic looking yeah. thing? And then his leg gets chopped in half and floats down to the bottom of the ocean. You're like, "Holy shit!" I'll never go in the water ever. Yeah. Didn't they have tons of like mechanical issues? Oh yeah, I think totally. that's why they didn't. Show that's the why shark they didn't show the shark. Too. Otherwise, Spielberg wanted to show the shark. I yeah. think that's all. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss would always mention um, on the um, behind the scenes of the Jaws that's on the Blu-ray. Um, that you would just hear, the shark is not working, the shark is not working. <laughs> so they'd have to take breaks and get forced to shoot the movie other ways. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool that the um, the whole attaching the barrels to the shark was another way to just give the illusion that the shark's there. 
and then same with the music as well. Um, yeah, it's just it's so it's I, a gem of a movie. Yeah, you look at back at how films used to be made, and I think they're so much better because it's like oh, yeah. now it's just everything CGI, and it's like oh, yeah. Yeah. here put this famous guy in front of a, a screen, green screen, like pretend there's an alien attacking you, and it's right. like you know. A lot of people watch like '80s horror movies and stuff, and look at the special effects and go, "Oh, it's, it's a guy in a rubber suit or something like that." You know, I would take that any day yeah, of the week because it's real, it's practical, it's tangible. And I see, yeah, and I, I just see the amount of effort that goes into it. Like you watch like American Werewolf in London, oh, the transformation classic. scene. Classic. It is so awesome. Still holds up well. Yeah, and I watch stuff today, and it's like it's it's a CGI, right. you know, and it's like. Yeah. And what's cool about that sequence, especially, is. Um, they filmed it with the lights on. You know, that happened while the lights are on in the room. Normally, it was like in a dark room, you know, a lot of shadows and stuff. I think that's what freaked me out as a kid watching that movie. I'm like, holy shit, that can happen to you? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's just so well done. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. My number four would be the original Psycho. The original Psycho. Yep. Nice. It's my favorite of the, the Hitchcock movies. So it's probably not the most popular of Hitchcock's movies, but I mean... Probably not, but... Yeah, I just it, it kind of like lets uh, your imagination wonder, you know, yeah, and that's what makes that movie so scary. Basically, that was the one that kind of got me into horror movies, even though it's not technically a horror movie. Just it kind it kind of is and kind, kind of, of is, is more yeah. of a suspense movie. But I think Anthony Perkins is awesome in that movie. Oh, yeah. He was able to build his entire career off of that and really couldn't escape from that role. He basically was stuck doing that. But yeah, just just a great movie. And the, the ending, which really isn't a twist ending, but still just scared the heck out of me as a kid. When they go down to the basement and find Mother down there. Oh, oh yes, yeah. I spoiled it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen Psycho, you know, shame on you. You should have seen Psycho by now. So the mother was dead. Yes. Oh, my God. I, I ruined it. Damn it. The, you know, most kids that, you know, if anybody were listening to this podcast, like, what, they made a movie of that? We're watching the TV show. What? Well, what was he eating in the paper bag? Is it peanuts? Is he eating peanuts believe... or candy corn? I think it's candy corn. It's candy corn. Yeah, I believe okay. so. I believe right. so. Yeah. The, the bag's kind of like greasy on the bottom there. I remember that as a kid. Like, what yeah. the hell is he eating? Yeah, you got me on that. Jeez, you make me go watch it again. Huh? Sorry. That's, a, that's okay. It's never a problem to watch it. Mother! <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Who's that in the window? Ain't <laughs> Norman. But I mean, just, even the camera angles, like when uh, the, you know, he falls down the stairs. It's freaking awesome. Oh, when, he, when he, yeah. the guy gets sliced across the yeah, face? Just, oh, that was awesome. Yes. Just genius. Just, I loved it. I mean, and actually, if you really want to watch an awesome trailer, watch the original trailer for Psycho. For Psycho? Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that one. Is that the one where they kind of do the Saul Bass credits with the... No, it's the one basically where it's Hitchcock talking about the... Talking oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, sorry. My bad. I'm doesn't show any the... really clips of the movie. That's it's basically right. him talking about this is where it happened. Yeah. And, you know, it's just great. I mean, that's right. He gives you the tour of Bates yeah, Motel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just all the blood. It was yeah. everywhere. Yes, I mean, all you, right. just, you can't, you couldn't do something like no, that. No, and the music was like, did it, did it, did it, did it, did it. It yeah. was like all cheerful and shit. And then he just, opens the yeah. shower curtain and then it's like the woman screaming. Yep, yep. Right? And that's all you get. And it's like, was that Janet Lee? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just, you just can't top that. And what was the warning of that movie? Like it was a, you have to be in the movie and like or I forgot what it was like you know, you can't leave at, or what was it you can't enter this I think it's you can't enter after it's after it started yeah. right yeah which was kind of smart publicity yeah. Yeah. it was a good gimmick they've done way Very too many gimmicks that were like you know you bring right. in the barf bags and stuff like that but yeah this, this wasn't that bad. well that was like I've, I've heard rumors that the exorcist they would purposely hire ambulance yeah. to park, park up outside. front just to give the illusion that people are fainting in the theater yeah um I, I didn't know that that movie actually opened up on Christmas Day. 
Isn't that wow, that's where you take the family to. Yeah, right. And and I guess in New York, like the big premiere of that, they had the gigantic uh, window recreated really? with the curtains blowing oh, awesome. out to the street. So I mean, uh, on Christmas Day, hey, Merry Christmas! You Let's know, go see the actresses. Talk about actresses. That's, that. that's the funny thing. I I didn't see the actresses until like ten or fifteen years yeah. ago. I, yeah, I went to see it in the the re-release. I forgot when that was in the theater, right? Yeah, two thousand one yeah, right. or two thousand two. I can't remember what it was, but I saw it in the theater. It was funny because I thought it was awesome, but like there were some younger people that were kind of laughing at it. And I'm sure. like, how are you laughing at this movie? It's, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't. That's another film where you, they do possession movies now and it's not the same. I mean, no, no. that movie worked because it was filmed in the 70s. It was just the the color palette of the film, the lighting. Yeah. I mean, still one of the, the better screenplays out there. Oh, I, I mean, the, the movie is well-crafted. I, I one of the best endings of all time. Yeah. Great ending. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, we had Exorcist 2, which we won't even talk about. <laughs> okay, what's your number three, Joe? Uh, number three is Die Hard. Die Hard's three, really? Die Hard is three. I thought it would be higher. No, Die Hard is to, three. Yeah, to, to spoil something there, Joe is the biggest Die Hard fan, Bruce Willis fan on the planet, so I assumed it'd be number one. I'm probably okay. one of the only uh, people on the planet that purchased A Good Day to Die Hard. Unfortunately, well, to yeah. Add to the collection. Yeah, Joe and I actually attended a Die Hard marathon oh, uh, when the, the new one came out. Where we My watched. ass is still sore <laughs> yes. from sitting in that theater. It, it's we, one of those... And we stopped for uh, five guys in between. Probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> the, yeah, the. Uh, a heart attack in the making. The subtitle to that movie would be uh, It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah. We were really hyped for Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2 just as much, and then 3 on. It was kind of like, Can we go home? Yeah. And it's like, we're I stuck. think you went shopping I when I went back to watch Live Free or Die Hard. I skipped four and I came. Came back for five because it was premiering at that point, and I kind of wished I'd stayed out of that. And remember too. the shitty intro from Bruce Willis? Like he really oh, cared yes. about. It. He's like, "Hey, you guys, are one of the first people to see Die Hard. A good day to Die Hard. Enjoy." I, it was just I, like done. I love like, Bruce what? Willis, but by God, he's just he's off the charts bad right now. It's like uh, everything yeah. he does is straight to video, and it's yeah. like he doesn't even care. But Die Hard, but a the original classic. Die Hard, yes, it's it's a great movie. Well crafted, but yeah. still, there's a ton, tons of mistakes within the film. Well, Die Hard, Die Hard would not be in my top five, but it would be in my top five action movies. Okay, there's absolutely gotcha. no doubt about that. It is, it is a classic. So, my number three would be uh, the original RoboCop. Okay, huge fan of RoboCop. That's it's always nice. been one of my favorites uh, of my childhood, and even a bad remake didn't ruin that. So, very nice. A not well, the remake wasn't awful. It was just kind of like a. Uh, it was pointless. There it was. was no. There was no point. Well, to they movie. tried to do something different with it, which I give them credit for, but it didn't work. And Michael so. Keaton was in that. Yeah, it, it just didn't work. Well, yeah, I at all. Just it's just like remaking Total Recall. There's no point. You don't need to do. It that. was better than that. It, a little bit. It was better. watchable. Total but Recall was. It, here's awful. the part that I, I, here's the here's the problem with that new RoboCop. The guy's yeah. car blows up right yeah. in front of his house. His body's still there. Yeah. Why is it that <laughs> it's just his arm, head, and like heart? That survived that. So they could show those cool CGI's. It doesn't oh my God, make I'm, sense. I'm nothing but a head and an arm. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Oh, geez. P- Peter Weller was was great in that, and Paul Verhoeven at his at his best. I mean, you know. Oh, it is. Paul it Verhoeven is. has been hit or miss, but like you know, when he did that and then Total Recall, he oh, was he was a freaking man. He was on. Then he, he does Basic Instinct. I yeah. mean, the guy had a hell of a career. And I think you know, I I even enjoyed it's Starship. no Turkish delight, but. <laughs> Turkish delight. Look one that up. Look that one up, kiddies. <laughs> Here, frame this. Uh, that's a great line. Uh, but I love, what I love about Robocop yeah. is uh, Paul Verhoeven um, puts himself in the movie yeah. for his like his own like, personal cameo, and that's him just the dancing, directing yeah. somebody yeah. what they should be doing in the dance club. That's just awesome that the editor slid that in the film. I love yeah. that. 
Yeah, if you if you know what you're talking about, there's a scene where RoboCop gets uh, which guy was it? Oh, I forget his name. Was it Nash? I think it was Nash or whatever. One of the guys he beats up yeah. in the uh, nightclub dancing. At the very beginning of that nightclub scene, you see like a crazy guy like throwing his hands around in the air. It's a split second thing, but that's actually Paul Vero and the director. So there's, it, I, I just want to go back to Die Hard quick. That oh yeah, a couple, I'm sorry. A couple of awesome, huge mistakes in the movie. Yeah. Um, one being when the terrorists arrive to the uh, Nakatomi Plaza. Okay. There's a there's kind of a wide shot of all of them walking towards this like doorway entryway right to yeah. the building, um, and I forget what the uh, actor's name is, but um, he's kind of the Texan Texas type guy that's sitting at the front desk yeah. that greets everybody. I know what you're talking about. Well, he's he's walking right, and obviously like once the camera goes through the entryway, there's a gigantic wall on the left. Well, the fucking guy sees that. And he keeps like looking to the left, like, "Oh, I gotta get over." And he just walks right into the wall. It makes no sense why they couldn't have redone that uh, sequence. Um, yeah. The other one is when Bruce Willis jumps off the building when it blows up. He comes crashing through that window. Well, there's like a, a, a kind of a mat or whatever for the stuntmen to fall down on. Yeah. Or whatever, but they leave that in the movie, and he, you clearly see him fall down on this mat. And then as the hose falls down, it starts dragging him out the window. And the hose is right in front of him. So you oh see God. his feet pushing out this green mat that then falls out the window. I'm like, really? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Back in the 80s and 90s, movie mistakes, sometimes they had to leave them in because oh, yeah. they didn't have the CGI capability. Even, even through the mirror, you yeah. like see the cast and crew filming. Yeah. I love that. Now they just wipe it out with CGI. Yep. I guess, yep. if anything, that's one thing that CGI is good for because they can clean up right. those you things. Right, you can clean it up. You know, I've been on movie sets before, but it just amazes me that with all the wires and all the extra crew and cameras, you don't see hardly any of that yeah. in movies nowadays. You know, it's just, it's it's amazing. I wouldn't know. I'm not a big movie star like Joey Otto over here. So we'll, we'll get into that in future episodes. So there's your teaser for the future there. You know, Joey will tell you about his, his onset experiences. He's rubbed elbows with Johnny Depp, uh, you know, uh, Keanu, Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Morgan Freeman, and most especially Stephen Dorff, everybody's favorite. Yeah, so Stephen Dorff. There, yeah. There's your teaser for future episodes. You'll have to stay tuned for that. Okay, um, you did number. Did you do number three? Are we on three now? I, I did number three. I think. It, okay, so you we did, did three. three. You did I was number three. You're number two now. All right, number yeah, two. Number two. Number two. Citizen Kane. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, Citizen Kane. <laughs> this is this is going to sound really bad. I I like Citizen Kane, but I was kind of bored with it. <laughs> this close to show that I'm. Clearly, you know, I'm a huge movie fan, but there's some classics that I've seen that, like, I was kind of bored with. And that maybe means I'm not the most sophisticated movie fan, which is very possible. No, I, I just think it's just, like, the acting in that movie yeah. is just top-notch. Um, it's just the period. that the, I mean, the time the movie came out, I mean, this guy was so inventive, Orson Welles, that he wanted to actually show the ceiling, which yeah. was unheard of back then, because they just built sets. You know, walls and such. Yeah. He's like, I want to see the ceiling. So they literally cut a, f- a hole in the floor to set the camera in there just to get that shot of, you know, the essence of uh, you're a fly in the room. Yeah. You know, that was just ingenious. Um, he, he was, absolutely. I when when he drops the globe, having the reflections in there, um, you know, do a filming a sequence where they're doing everything in reverse, which was great, just to give that eerie illusion when they cover his body up yeah. at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, the whole tale on Rosebud. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to give that away. I'm sure everybody's seen the movie, but if you haven't, yeah. Well, I think a lot of people listening to this podcast probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just the, the sequence itself when the little boy's playing outside um, with his sled in the snow, yeah. that actually was shot separately, and then they just hit a projector 
outside yeah. of the actual set of the window. I mean, just the um, in-camera practical effects that they used in the film. Yeah. The film was awesome. No, I, so. I yeah, I mean, I, I, me to say it's boring is probably not the right word. I saw it in film class, so right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's very inventive, and it's 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 a landmark film. There's no doubt about yeah, it. definitely. So. Um, okay, my number number two would be uh, Predator. We've been there. Okay, we already there talked about it. Nice Predator. I love it. I've seen it millions of times. And it, it's funny that now the screenplay was written by the Thomas Brothers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it just kept going through the studio, like they wanted to rewrite it over and over. And Shane Black was like, "This is fine." Yeah. And it's funny that it just comes right back to the way the screenplay was originally written. I mean, that was just a yeah. phenomenal screenplay. It is. I, mean, I don't even know why you'd want to mess with that. When I saw Predator, I'm like, this is going to be a great franchise. There's going to be so many of these to come out. And everything else they've done has sucked. Oh, terrible. It's been awful. And it's just, I'm hopeful that now that Shane Black is doing the new right. one, it'll turn out to be good. But you know what? I don't hold out a ton of hope that it's going to be good. No, because I mean, the same writers came back for Predator 2, which the premise was there. Yeah. It just, I don't know what happened then. I didn't, I didn't like fell, the presence. It, or it the, fell the premise, apart. I'm sorry. I just, I. I Predator 2 is just, you know... It's a pile of shit. Yeah, it is, but compared to what came after that, it's great. <laughs> Gary, Gary Busey was awesome, though, in yeah. that movie. Yeah, I mean, you can't Fantastic. replace, you know, 87 Schwarzenegger with 1990. No. Well, and I think that was like the, one Glover. of the first times you saw Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of get his ass whooped. Yeah. You know, and he leaves the, the Amazon jungle, you yeah. know, just beaten. Well, yeah, I, I absolutely. I can tell you the reason why that's this is so high on my list is because... My two favorite types of movies are action movies and slasher movies. And basically, this is an action slasher movie. Yep. Because it's like a horror movie and an action movie combined, and both both segments work. Yeah. Because, I mean, you get the first half of the movie, which is the action part. I mean, the end is action, too, but it's like it's a straight-up action. They, they raid the village to rescue the hostages, well, and then it turns into a horror movie. And it's like, yes. That's why that movie really worked for me. So Arnold covers himself with mud. He didn't see me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. The great, great lines in that movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just... In, Come on, Billy. Come on, Billy. As, as the Man's Man film review, there's no movie more with more machismo than this movie. Oh, yeah. It's like, it, it has it all. I probably should have rated that higher just, on my list. Well, but just like Jesse Ventura says in the movie, this will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> Just like me. Just like me. Yeah, strap this on your sore ass, play. <laughs> we could quote that movie all day. That's I, right. I, I love that movie so much. It's the same thing that happened to Jim Hopper. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put them in the meat grinder. Uh, just uh, yes. What's with this fucking die business? <laughs> Sorry, I could go on all day long. Stick all around. Day. <laughs> all right. Chopper. Number one, Joe. This is it. This is it. Drum roll. <sighs> Star Wars. Oh, there you go. Surprise. Star Wars, of course. The Phantom Menace, correct? Yes. Jar Jar for me, kids. Oh, good God. I just wanted to be Jar Jar. That's, that's, no, that's, that's a very good choice. 1977 Star Wars, Star Wars the original. That's, that is the shit. To this day, the, I can watch that movie over and over. It just, yeah. It's phenomenal. It was yeah. just so well done. So well done. The music, the, I mean, John Williams score. Just the way it was filmed, uh, it was grungy. Um, it felt like you've been there before, but you haven't. You know, if if, if the like the uh, the actual set pieces felt very familiar, but yet it was set you know millions of galaxies away. Kind yeah, of thing. I mean, it was awesome. Just yeah, an awesome I, it is. It's a classic. I remember that to this day going to the theater, and I don't know how I remember this, but I must have been like three and a half, somewhere around there. 
Um, the theater seats were all orange, and I think people were still smoking. There was like a smoking section in the back nice. of the theater. Um, they had the gigantic 70 millimeter screen. I don't even remember if they had previews beforehand, um, but this is when Dolby uh, System was huge. Yeah. Because movies, I think, were in mono yep, up yep. until that point. I didn't even know they had Dolby back then. And, and man, when that ship come flying across the screen, I was just like in awe. Like my mouth opened up. I mean, yeah. that literally was my introduction to movies, but... Yeah, that was cool. I, I was scared, too, because I thought Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers were going to come off the exits. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the movie, my dad kept telling me, like, shut up, was shut like, up, watch a movie. like your brother at Jaws 3? Yeah, oh, no, no, he's the only he's the only boy, I think, that cried in Jaws 3D. Oh, no, there are a lot of people that cried in Jaws 3D. <laughs> oh, man. Just for different reasons, dear brother. That's another story for, for later on. Yes, that, definitely we have to review that one. Star Wars, on. Star Wars, a great choice. My my number one is, is kind of unorthodox. My favorite movie is The Thing. The Thing. The Thing. The original or John Carpenter? John Carpenter. Okay. The, the original is great, but, you know, this, you know, we talked about remakes and you come right into this. It's it's a remake of, you know, Howard Hawks movie, but I love John Carpenter's The Thing. That is, that has an awesome ending. Yeah, and the funniest thing about that, I didn't see that movie until probably early 90s and you showed it to me. Yes. And I kind of like never really paid attention to it and then you showed it to me and I, I really liked it. And every time I watched it, I liked it a little bit more. Yep. And it's grown on me, and I watch it like frequently now. And I think it's just almost, and, and it just, yeah, I, I just love it. It's like it's it's, it's a got, predator in Alaska. For yeah. The most so part. I guess I'm kind of yeah I'm kind of copying a little bit there. But but yeah. no, but it's it's again it's, the, the way they filmed that movie, the the eerie score yeah. in there, which um, he lands up winning his first Oscar yeah, right for the hateful eight. Yeah, right? Mar- Marconi, yeah. Um, it's just fantastic. And this, the whole time, I always thought John Carpenter did the music for that. Nope. And that one. And, it not, and it's not. Um, yeah, he always always does the movie, a lot of the music for his movies, but yeah, that one, that one he did. Ding, yes. ding, ding. Especially when they, they first arrived at the station there and that really find the, find the very, yeah, it's like the freaky yeah. ass music. And oh, yeah, the freaky ass music. You have the helicopter flying over trying to shoot the dog yeah. who's carrying the thing in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's just it's, well yeah. done. Yeah, absolutely. I, this, I mean, the the practical effects in that, the makeup is just fantastic. Which yeah. he later on went on to do like Total Recall and such. Uh, Rob Button is yeah, that his name, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh wow. Well, the yeah. thing remake sucked. It did all CGI. You know what I mean? But it did. It, that was like a prequel to this one or whatever. Which it's I don't care. I don't need to see it. That is a remake. I won't even talk about a no. remake or whatever no. they want to call it. It's just it's complete garbage. It is. So it is. yeah, but yeah, definitely check out the thing if you haven't seen it. It's definitely it's good incredible, choice. and it's got one of the best endings of all time. And the best part about the thing, I think, is that you can watch it every time and still not exactly know who's who at any given time. Right. Oh yeah. There's theories that can be made about who's the thing at this point. You know, was he right. the, ever the thing? You know, and right. it's. It's one that you can keep watching. Those are the kind of movies. I What's like. your favorite scene in that entire movie? My favorite scene in the entire well, the ending. The ending. The ending's yeah. incredible, and it's funny. I won't spoil it, but did you ever hear there was a, another ending shot? I heard something. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it, but it involves Kurt Russell being back in the real world. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and, they, and the and he is the thing, well, or maybe I don't know because okay. they never really revealed that. But it's, it's I think it's just that he survived, and it's kind of like you know. Is that your favorite John Carpenter movie? It is, but John Carpenter... Okay. See, John Carpenter is one of my favorite directors. Yeah. He really went off the rails, and it's kind of like, if you look at anything he did... A like, Mars? 
Memoirs of Invisible Man. Vampires? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Vampires man. is one of the better ones, unfortunately. Yeah, that's but, true. I'll yeah. give you that one. But if you go from John Carpenter from like the 70s to like the mid 80s, it's like oh, he's, yeah. he's my favorite. If he quit then, if he died in a plane crash, I'd say he's untouchable. Right. But, right. You know, but he still has the great movies to stand. stand yeah, on, they so live. Halloween, the thing. Escape from New York is one of my favorites. Yeah, Escape from New York doesn't really hold up all that well, but it's still. I think it still does, but yeah, it's. I I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get that. The special effects. Special effects. Yeah, they're not. They they kind of had a kind of had a cheap. uh, What was the sequel called? Uh, Escape from L.A. Is that right? We can forget about that. (laughs) I remember seeing that in the theater with you as well. Basically a remake, so we can we can we can forget about that one. Well, those are our top fives. Uh, we got a lot. We could probably put about an hour's worth of honorable mentions out there. But oh, yeah, we'll, just, we'll leave it with that, and we'll we'll come up with some other ones in the future. So, if you have any ideas for top fives, uh, you can look us up on Facebook or on Twitter. Man's Man Film Review. But let's get on to our feature presentation, shall we? The Regis School for Boys, where the country's best families. Hey. Send the world's worst students. If you're gonna kick me out, kick me out. Let me four prep schools in four years. You're trying for the Guinness Book of Records? But these boys are in for a real shock. do not produce my father unharmed, I will begin executing the hostages. I'm sure by now you have discovered who their parents are. Chairman of the Armed Services Committee. Vice Chairman of the Republican Party. What does your father do, William? Contractor. According to this, he owns the third largest construction company in the world. Yeah, he's a contractor. My boys, many of them, they have a real problem with authority. Are you with me or not? Of course we're with you. If you get a shot, we're going to be PO'd. I have the assault force in the staging area five minutes away. You have seen these orange wires. These are wired to explosives. The kid can get the other students out of the line of fire. If any one of these wires is cut, they will explode. This kid has been kicked out of two schools. Well, three schools. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a detonator. He's got guts. He's a leader. Billy really says he can do it. I gotta believe he can. That's the signal. All right. We're really gonna do this? You bet. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, from 1991, Yes, Toy Soldiers. Yeah, that's actually 1991, as I said, that was the first year that Joe and I met and started going to movies together. This was one of the first movies that we saw together. Um, we, we, and what an epic experience, it, let it me is, tell you. It is. We were in, I think, a theater of uh, us. I think we were both the only ones were, at this movie. Were we under the illusion, too, that they filmed scenes of this in Madison? We did. We thought day? that they filmed some scenes at Holy Name Seminary there, which was complete baloney. Yes. I don't even know where we, we came up with that. I, I have no idea, but I, I remember leaving. I'm like, oh, well, that must be the tower where they shot the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, not quite. Toy Soldiers, 1991. It's it's a it's a diehard ripoff. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's basically you know basically after Bruce Willis did Die Hard, it was a huge success. Every action star had their Die Hard, like you know uh, Wesley Snipes had Passenger 57, uh, Seagal had Under Siege, um, Van Damme had Sudden Death. And for those of you that were hoping that uh, Mikey from The Goonies and uh, Gordy from Stand by Me could have their own movie, 
you're in luck because it's 1991's Toy Soldiers. It was re- released in uh, what April? April 26th. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the movie grossed what? Maybe 15 million. It got 15 million seven seventy three dollars or seven seventy three thousand dollars in 942. And that's domestic. Yes. Right. I don't know if there was. I don't. I don't think there was a worldwide release of was, Toy Soldiers. Yeah. It was uh, on a budget of 10 million. So no. It was, it was slightly profitable. But but why wasn't this song played? In the movie, you know what I mean. Do you remember the uh, Toy Soldier song? Uh, I I do. This should have been in the movie. You remember this pilot shit song? I kind of did. I was I was literally I swear to God at the end of the movie we we're like okay wait for it here we it were, is we I were. thought this was gonna play during the I was credits. I'm like okay they're totally gonna use it. There's actually another movie called Toy Soldiers that came that actually used this. Song? I don't or think no. it did. That was a cheaper movie in the eighties. No. I yeah. Okay, turn that crap off. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, Toy Soldiers. It's, it's a fun movie. It's clearly a popcorn movie. It's you know you leave your brain at the door and you know it's something you'd watch on a Sunday. You wake up and you're in your pajamas and you're gonna watch a movie and that's right. on. You watch that. I mean the, the the premise is pretty much what generic ripoff. You know, Colombian yeah. terrorists take over um, what a prep school. Yeah, for the most part. Yep. Um, just so he could free um, his drug lord father's uh, freedom or whatever. Yeah, his part. dad. Yeah, his, Andrew Devoff played what? Louis. Louis Holly. His dad's been extradited to the U.S., so he comes to the U.S. and um, kind of like takes over the school where like the it's basically the school for rejects kids that are have rich parents that send them there because they're troublemakers and they've all got influential parents who are rich and you know he figures you know taking hostages will allow him to get his dad released. And I mean, it's not exactly the best uh, best plan because the, the drug lord at the beginning tries to rescue his dad in, in Colombia or wherever they're at, and he fails there. He misses his dad because he's already been extradited. Then he gets to the school, and the kid that he really wants to get has already been taken out of the school. So it's like it's stupid terrorists. Yeah, it's just stupid terrorists. But it's funny at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, they have no shame in killing people. No, like no. At, at just at at will, they're just like throw her out the window. Yeah. Let's throw this guy out of the helicopter. But then looks like he's floating among the trees <laughs> yes. during that transition period. Um, yeah. But they get to the school. They only kill one person, right? Yeah. They kill the chemistry teacher. Well, uh, oh, then again, no, I'll take it back. A couple SWAT members, I think, were killed, right? Yes. Or some yeah. of the military. Well, yeah, when at that, the end, the of it. gentleman but dropped they didn't the kill grenade. Him. Yeah. yeah. All the terrorists, I believe, get taken out, obviously. But they killed the chemistry teacher, and I hate science, so I understand it. I, that I, that I, guy I comes running out. I swear to God, it looked like the, um, uh, what's that dude, the stapler boy from Office Space. <laughs> Holy Mil- like, oh. Milton? Yes. And when they kill him, it turns into a horror movie because it goes, <laughs> like, whoa, it's turned into a slasher movie out of nowhere there. Yeah, it's then like, it had a nice uh, blood gush at the end of the movie, just uh, oozing out of... Don't spoil... Oh, you're spoiling oh, the movie. I'm sorry. Dude, don't... On. Don't People tell them that the this movie. Don't tell them that the main terrorist gets killed at the end. How dare you? That that would never be expected. They uh, use the word "fuck it." It will right throughout the movie. I mean, because they're eh, like, "Hey, it's rated R. Let's put it in the screen." There wasn't a ton of yeah. I mean, this this movie today, I swear to God, could have probably made a PG thirteen. Oh, easily, easily. I mean, they would have trimmed out a few little things, but yeah, it's, it's mostly F words. Yeah. I mean, back in then, we were kind of like they're talking about beating off in this. Oh, that's really adult. And it's like now you could say that in a PG thirteen movie. So. <laughs> Oh, there's a man. lot of you know not that there's anything wrong with this. This is kind of like in the 80s and 90s. There's a lot of gay overtones in these macho movies. Yeah, the kids are running around in the room together with you know the tidy whiteies and yeah, tidy whiteies. And I swear to God, um, Snuffy, yeah, played by Keith Coogan, I believe was his name. The great Keith Coogan from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Keith Coogan. He has right a half there. chub going on in his <laughs> underwear in that sequence. It is eerie. 
Let, I let, just don't. Un- I don't. Let me it. just note that I didn't notice that. Only, I did. Only Joey Otto would notice those type of things. He's <laughs> checking did. out the packages <laughs> on the students. So they're talking about beating off at nighttime. They did. And who's falling asleep or watching? <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? It's a weird. Um, yeah, so they prep tried to, they tried the to make them macho, but it didn't really work. And you know, Sean Astin, they tried to make him a hero and a kind of renegade, and it's like it's it's freaking Mikey from the Goonies. Yeah. Years of bad behavior is about to pay off. Yeah. God, what a shitty tagline. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it, but it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's, yeah, it's 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 a guilty pleasure by all means. Um, it's one that you can revisit. And it's got Louis Gossett Jr. in it, which you know who doesn't like Louis Gossett Jr. He yeah. basically the biggest example of I want an Oscar. My career is going to suck from now on because he took. But he every, was good in the movie. He was good in the movie. He's he, good in most everything. Yeah, he was he was great in that. He was great in Jaws 3D. He was great in Firewalker, another Chuck Norris classic. That's right, Firewalker. That's right. Yeah, I mean, he's basically he basically became Cuba Gooding before before that. You know, oh yeah, I've got an Oscar. Screw it, give me the money. You know, he said show me the money before Cuba Gooding did. So yes, he did. But you know, he's he's totally you know fine in the movie, and it's got Dan Elliott in it. Pick Marcus up that Brody bana- banana peel. Yeah, now Marcus Brody's in the movie. Yeah, Marcus Indiana Brody. Jones. Yeah. This is which was probably one of his last when he, roles. When he got lost in his library, he was actually lost in the Regis School. Yes, so yes, he was. He was pretty pointless in this movie. I like him, but it's kind of like he was barely in it, and it's like he most of the stuff he said didn't make sense. Yeah, like the uh, the the book scene. I don't remember. Yeah. The don't terrorists are taking over the school, yeah. and he's talking to his students. He's like, "Don't worry, they'll be gone, but this book will remain forever." I'm like, "What yeah. are you talking yeah. about? This book will be here." It was there. It was David Kep's attempt to be deep, and it failed miserably. It was a dead old Wisconsin night, David Kapp. Yeah. That's so, another thing. This was written by David Kapp, if you're not familiar with him. He, he went on to do a lot of big movies. Jurassic Park, the original Spider-Man, Mission Impossible. Lots of big movies. And your favorite, Crystal Skull. Oh, let's not even go there. And and, and they're, they're hiring him to write the next Indiana Jones uh, movie. Can you believe that? He still has a game. Well, his track record is still pretty good. Yeah. He also did uh, I Come in Peace, the Dolph Lundgren classic. That was his first role, or I'm sorry, first uh, screenplay. First for screenplay. Used a different name on that one. We'll be definitely reviewing that one because that's a favorite. I'm oh, a, yes. I'm a huge Dolph Lundgren I Come fan. in Peace, then you go in pieces. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, the, the, the funny scene when they, they jump through. Um, nice hole, Billy. They go down in the basement to yeah. like, get on the 1-800-SEX line or 1-900-SEX line, whatever yeah. the hell they called. Um, good God, is that fun? That is a funny sequence, man. I laugh every time I see that. Oh, it's it's. it's Do you a, want me to take off my bra? Uh, yes. Yes, yes please. please. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? Jennifer. I believe so. I like that. And then Will Wheaton later when like, it gets. I gotta room. go go sleep and dream of Jennifer. I want to dream of Jennifer. Yeah, and by the way, Will Wheaton does an absolutely terrible New York accent on this movie. Oh yeah. He's Joe supposed Wheaton. to be. Yeah, he's supposed to be the uh, the son of a like a, uh, a mafia guy. Yeah. It's like. He tries every once in a while, and it just it fails. Who, who so happened to have a connection with the dude that is uh, the drug lord? His father, right? Well, I don't. Think, I didn't quite understand I don't think, that. I don't think he did. I just think he had the the the, uh, the mafia guy had connections in prison and stuff. And he okay, just, he, that's he got and, him and killed. That's how they okay took him out. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, a lot overall, of people fall off balconies and yeah windows <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, Will Wien cannot uh, hold a hold his load um, <laughs> holding that damn machine gun. It's like, come on, guy. Yeah, At least that, I thought he was going to take out one terrorist. Yeah, he didn't become a very good uh, action hero because he got no. a, he got to use a gun and ended up shooting straight up in the air. It was and, it was and a, here, um, Will Wien's character Joey, um, he gets taken out by one of the terrorists, and I hope I'm not giving anything away. I don't <laughs> think so. But they all huddle back in the dorm room afterwards. And and nothing like remembering your friend. Yeah. They're going through your friend's sketchbook. Yes, it's like come on, and everybody's in your, like all tearing in, in your underwear, underwear. in, in your, your underwear. underwear. And and last night I'm I'm watching this movie with my son, and he, and I'm like, well, now I'm like, why are they wearing their underwear? I just posed that question, well, and my son's remark was, well, maybe they cut the power to the well, AC. I think they wanted most of the guys to be in their underwear because. The the uh, the Mexican guy's in his underwear because he's got a good body, so it's like he's just in his like you know shirt. Sure. But then Keith Coogan's in his underwear and a shirt because he doesn't have the body to take right. off the shirt, so he's right. walking around like that. And it's kind of like, but Sean Astin, I figured would have been the star of the movie, and he'd be like you know, but he he, he, he had a shirt off in Did one he? sequence, one sequence when he's wearing the super tight sweatpants, yeah, and and he's kind of like sitting there grinding on the young boy who's he <laughs> put <laughs> put together that shitty airplane. I don't that somehow they, they, that uses the same chip as the detonator. To I the don't bomb. remember any grinding in this movie, but this, apparently they, Joe they get a little it. close. They get a little close there in the movie. Joey has watched a different film than I've watched. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. He must have watched the unrated director. You, you cut. even see Sean Astin's ass. They like had to have that in there when he You're falls right. in the creek. You're right. It's like, come on, you guys, what, what's going on here? Well, they, of course, don't they, I think they were trying to appeal to the women audience. There's there. a they little something like for that. the ladies. For the ladies. Yeah. Oh, um, so one I, one ring to bind them all. Yeah, so I mean, I, I really enjoy Toy Soldiers. It's it's, it's definitely like a, a bygone like film of that era. It's kind of like it, a movie they wouldn't make today. No, and no. that's not because it was so daring or great or anything. Cause it's, it's just the kind of movie they don't make anymore. Yeah, great great lines. I swear to God, Sean Sean Astin's character basically gets smashed in the mouth. Yeah, there's a part at the end in the where they're taking or, or take, kind of taking out the terrorists and like. Uh, Sean Astin's holding the terrorist down, and it, uh, like one of his friends in the bathroom takes a gun and hits him with hits the guy in the head with the butt of the gun. But like when he does it, I swear to God, he hits Sean Astin because the look on his face is like, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. It's like he's hurt. It's like it, it's a split second thing, but they left it in the movie, and I'm like, like well, probably because it looked so real, because I think it was. That, that that's um, the sequence after they're coming out of the ventilation shaft, right? Yeah. Which is funny because if you go back and watch this movie. Um, the production value on this film is so cheap. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, I don't think they had a gigantic ten budget, million, ten million But you million. literally can see the set floor yeah. and where the actual ventilation floor ends when they're filming that. And then yeah. the camera has to quickly pan over to the left to get back into the actual shaft itself. Yeah. So, some money was clearly. <laughs> camera shadows on furniture, you know, yeah. as the crane's rising up, you know, to get the shot. You can, like, clearly see the camera and the cameraman. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's. It, Good, it is what it stuff. is. It's a popcorn movie, and if, if you like that kind of thing, if you want a nice diehard ripoff, you could do a lot worse. Great lines of it's, pots and ponds with spots and ponds. It's it's definitely better than the uh, Anna Nicole Smith uh, diehard ripoff skyscraper. Oh, that's right, skyscraper. <laughs> God. But yeah, and I swear they made a porn too called like Die with a Heart on or something based on like really just, really well they made one of everything not so. cool instead of a building they had a woman's face next to something gigantic yeah uh, well I it was kind of like Tim Burton went on Conan and was excited they made Edward Penis Hands actually, <laughs> he actually talked about that on Conan he was thrilled that they made a porno ripoff of one of his movies here's so. a man that likes to keep his fingers in several puddings yes that's basically God. what it was good lord Okay, well let's let's kind of run down. Like I said, we already said this made 
you know, a little bit more than its budget, $15 million. Um, this, this movie opened uh, in third place. Third uh, place. Now, this, this is kind of trivia, because Joe and I, this is 1991. What finished in front of this movie? Two movies. You, you'll never get them. I'll probably just tell <laughs> All you. All right, so 1991. Yeah. Okay, Toy Soldiers. Obviously, Dances with Wolves is still, still out in theaters. It's in there. That was number eight. That's number eight. Yeah. Okay, is Robin Hood in there? No. At this point? No. No, okay, because that would come out that summer, because this is April. What's well, no? It's uh, yeah, yeah. Robin was. I think it was a little later. Probably. Okay. All right. I'm um, just gonna tell you because you'll never get it. Is it a Stallone film? It is. Wow, that's that's impressive. Wait a minute, ninety one. It's not Demolition Man. When did Demolition Man come out? Ninety three. That was ninety three. Yeah. Okay. It's not Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Fuck. Silence. The, the number one film what is when it? the Toy Soldiers came out and was number three was Oscar. So, okay, there you go. Oscar. One of the rare Stallone attempts at a comedy. I can't believe was, that, that... Was that the one where he was playing like a mafia? Yes. Gentleman? Oscar. I can't believe that was number one. How, how much money did that make? I, I didn't look that up. Oh, okay. The fact Oscar. that it made any money is disgusting. Uh, number two was A Kiss Before Dying. I believe that was a Matt Dillon film. It was like a, this before dying. I think it was Matt Dillon and Sean Young. Really? Yeah. Okay. Number it's four. Love story. Out for justice. Nice. And number five, Bruce Willis makes an appearance with Mortal Thoughts. <laughs> Demi Moore. And number right. six. Number six is The Silence of the Lambs. Still oh, hanging nice. around Silence there. Silence of the Lambs. All right. That probably was because it was a. It, that was probably way after it came out. It right. Was still, uh, seven. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. Ooh. Secret of the what? Was that Secret of the Ooze? Sounds like a poor name again. Yeah, pretty much. Great. Uh, Secrets Dan- of the Ooze. Yeah, Dance of the Wolves was next. <laughs> Defending Your Life, Albert Brooks movie, and Sleeping with the Enemy, which was the uh, Julie Roberts movie. Oh, yeah, Sleeping with yep. the Enemy. There you go. That's still a fun movie That's to watch. That's your, your flashback to 1991. That the one where the OCD guy had to, like, face everything, like, I in his cabinet? I don't think I... I don't actually think I've seen that. You should watch it sometime. It's decent. Yeah, I'm not a big Julia Roberts fan, so that's so kind, of, it's kind of my problem. No, not so much. She's so pretty. Okay, well let's let's run over our star ratings. We've got a, a five star rating system here, just like most people. You can have five's best, going down to one star, and actually zero stars is the worst. So, let's run down the rankings right now. Five stars would be over the top, the Stallone classic. Which is clearly the pinnacle right there, over the top. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, number four will be Van Damme Dancing from Kickboxer. Still a fantastic movie. There you go, three stars. Which is still a really, really good movie, which would be groovy. And then you start getting into kind of the, the movies that aren't so great. Um, two stars would be Bruce Willis singing. Yeah, 
So yeah, Bruce Willis singing, not very good, but it's definitely a lot better than number one, one star, which is Steven Seagal singing. <laughs> And then if you get to the absolute, you know, bottom, the worst movie ever, we don't know if we'll get a movie. We, we hope to get something on here that we reaches might this. someday. We're going to we try. We're going to hopefully come up with something that reaches this level. But that would be uh, Nicolas Cage and the Bees. Okay, my official review for Toy Soldiers, It's I would probably put it between a two and a three, but since that's a cheap way to do things, I'm going to go ahead and give it a three because I enjoy it. It's groovy. Groovy. What do you think, Joe? What do you, what do you give Toy Soldiers? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go with the three as well. Okay, fair enough. I can accept that. You got two groovy reviews for Toy Soldiers. We, we won't always agree on these movies, but this one, you know, maybe because it's a special place in our hearts, one of the first movies we went to see together. Yep, which, definitely. Which very possibly could be. So, so if you haven't seen it in a while, I definitely recommend revisiting it again. Yeah. Um, I think they're selling it on iTunes for twelve ninety nine. Uh, you can rent it for three ninety nine. Otherwise, um, um, Tom Tommy here picked it up for what six ninety nine on Amazon. Six, six bucks on Amazon. Yeah, you can't it's, go wrong. It's a really shitty DVD. It's like it's a full frame, you know, and it's full screen yeah. version. And that was one of the special features. Yeah, special features, full frame presentation, <laughs> which has never been a special feature in my book. We Joe and I were, were kind of you know we liked the the technology of the you know widescreen and whatnot. We we were back in the the laser disc days, spending yep. ridiculous amounts of money on those things. From the director of In the Army Now, Toy yeah, Soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's see if we have any other thoughts, like any other background information on this movie. I'm trying to think. Of, um, Andrew Devoff, who plays the uh, the bad guy, Luis Cali, said this was his favorite role, which I, I agree with. I think he's great in this movie. Oh, yeah, he did fantastic. Which, I, I think he, he was only cast in this movie because they probably couldn't have um, afford, they, they couldn't afford Steven Seagal's budget at the time, right? He probably was, asked way too much. He was too busy with Alfred Justice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a wannabe Steven Seagal. It, absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah, the guy from Karate Kid 3, uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, would have been good, too. But um, Yeah, speaking of which, we usually do a, a best actor and a worst actor in this. You know, each movie we do. And Andrew Devoff would definitely be my best actor in this movie. I think he was the best part. Mine, mine was Luce Gossett Jr. Really? He was, he was fantastic in this role. Okay, fair um, enough. Especially the whole light bulb sequence where he turns off the light bulb and he oh. could sense there was a truck coming from the distance. <laughs> okay, that, that's one. Country. That's a visual one that you really have to see. That's a real hard... Yeah, but that's that's absolutely true. That's That one is ridiculous. That's after he makes him throw the uh, telephone um, contraption that he put together or whatever. And he's like, smash it. Smash yeah. it with your foot. Pretend it's my foot. Smash it. Yeah. No, um, I agree. He's he's Louis Gossett Jr. Despite me saying he took a lot of paychecks, he was he was always good in whatever he did. You could oh, tell yeah. he tried. So definitely. Uh, worst actor. Who's your worst actor in this one, Joe? Worst actor in the movie is Michael Champion. 
Oh, played really? the terrorist uh, Jack Thorpe. Just I don't know the guy. Really? The guy just I don't know, man. The white guy terrorist. The white guy terrorist. He doesn't. He was the fit. Only, it's like, the only white why guy? are you part of this team? Yeah, I kind of get that. It makes that. no sense. And no matter what happens in the movie, when somebody questions something of, of any character, he has to pull out a file. Man, like, how does everybody have a file? The low red Drew Carey. I didn't think he was that bad. This is kind of surprising <laughs> to me. I. I think that Will Wheaton definitely gets the worst actor in this movie. He's awful. It's yeah. like, and I like Will Wheaton generally. He was good in Stand by Me and Star Trek and all that. Tell but me, Billy, what am I up for tonight? What a great line. He, yeah, it's like he's supposed to be this. You know, I'm, I'm not super pissed because he's supposed to be from New York and he does an accent every, you know, third scene. But the accent's terrible when he does it. And his acting is like way... Great lines. Boy, did he have some great lines that he delivered in that movie. Yeah. I, Good Yeah. Lord. Not so much. Yeah. But, I like when he gets gets sent home. It's like, I'm not going anywhere without my friends. Fuck my father and fuck you. <laughs> it's just some oh. of the worst acting ever. And it's like, only Andrew Devoff can say that was, oh, yes, you are. And the boy liked to do um, a lot of reading with his shirt off. They all Lady did. Bend, yeah, they all did. I I was going to men- mention all the uh, the the homoerotic overtones of this movie, but Joe's found many more than I have. He's oh got, yeah, no, you you just he's have got to a look very a keen keen eye for those yeah. things. I'm very impressed. What was the um, what was the African American actor's name in the movie? Well, you're gonna have to be, make me look at this because you know the name. Sorry, he was Henry Hank Giles. That Curry. that was T. E. Russell, right? Hank? Yes. Okay. Is that it funny guy, that I've seen the movie like Hank. this week and I don't think, remember the Think name. of the names here. Look, listen to this. Uh, yes, uh, we wrote a screenplay. We're going to pitch. It, it stars uh, the, the likes of these heroes. Billy, Joey, Snuffy, and Hank. And Ricardo. <laughs> and Ricardo. don't forget Derek Yogurt Case. Oh, boy. That's yeah. awesome. And the... One of the one of the villains, one of the terrorists, um, played a bad... Or a villain role in Darkman. And I swear to God, he's wearing the same exact outfit. So maybe well, they was, were filming that movie. That was a year, year like after this. I mean, Darkman was a year earlier, so this was right after it. So maybe they filmed it at the same time. Who knows? Yeah, I have the, no idea. The other, the other honorable mention for worst actor would have to be the pots and pan guy. Pots and pans. Pots and pans. What's pots and pans? If you've seen the movie, you'll know. It's, yes. it, it, he's basically. I'd give him worst actor, but I swear that's basically all he says in the movie. Are you supposed to be her? It's basically all he does in the entire movie. Yeah, they put me on pots and pans. Pots and pans with pots and pans. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> That's like taking a terrace out with a, a pan. Yes. Uh, well, hey, he's, right. he's resourceful, that Billy Tepper he is. Oh, I love the whole, um, let's, uh, what was that, the, with the soccer ball or whatever? Yes. That? It's, it's just to break a window? Perfect kick shot it. to kick it and break the window and then break the glass and they play the super dramatic I, music. I don't think anybody would have heard that window break. From that location, but but whatever. Okay, I have a little, a couple interesting little things about this movie. Well, not many, but okay. According to the wiki page, for their performance in Toy Soldiers, Sean Astin, Will Wheaton, Keith Coogan, T.E. Russell, and George Perez were nominated for Outstanding Young Ensemble Cast in the Motion Picture by the 13th Annual Youth and Film Awards, 1990 to 91. Did we know that? I, that's a prestigious award that I've never I heard of. Did not know that. They lost narrowly to Donovan McCrary. Desi Arnaz Hines second and Baha Jackson for their performance in Boys in the Hood. Really? Which I'm not really sure who those characters were. Boys in the Hood. That was I, I that was know. Trey and his friends. Oh, was yeah. it? Okay. Doughboy? Don't you remember Boys in the Hood? 
I don't remember Boys in the Hood. I just don't remember those actors' names. Man, this fool got more comic books than a motherfucker. Remember I just, them? No, I remember the movie. I just don't remember those those names. I That's figured Cuba Gooding Jr. and Ice Cube and all that, you know, all that. But I don't remember those those names. Boys in the Hood. Yeah, well, that's I guess that's really all there is in the movie. We basically kind of explained all the uh, how the how it set the box office ablaze or did not. Great poster. Great poster. You, you can see that on our webpage. Uh, it's for some reason Sean Astin is staring at everyone and everybody else is looking straight ahead. I don't understand. It's, it. it's a wannabe uh, ripoff of the original Lethal Weapon poster. Yeah, if you like glorious '90s haircuts, this is your movie. Oh yeah, definitely. It's got some mullets and it's got just all kind of poofy hair and just you know black men with long blonde hair. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else from this movie that we can touch on. Eh? I think that's probably about it. There's not much else to say about Toy Soldiers. Like I said, we both enjoy it. We gave it three stars. I think you'll enjoy it. You know, just leave your brain at the door, which is probably what a lot of the movies on this podcast oh, yeah, are going to be. Oh, yeah, definitely. But we're running over an hour here. We don't want to drive everybody away, so let's kind of hang it up here. Joe is going to pick our next movie. Are you ready? Our next episode in two weeks. Joe, what's it going to be? Drum roll, please. We're going to review Ricochet. Oh, good choice. Another classic 1991 action film. Good choice. Produced by Joel Silver and directed by who? Russell Mulcahy, yes. Highlander director. Highlander director. Yes, I love Ricochet. Here's the trailer. That's awesome. Maybe not. That's great. (laughs) Great connection here. Let's do that again. Or maybe not. That's fantastic. You got to love technology, ladies and gentlemen. Well played. We're already over an hour. Let's just go ahead and hang it up here. I think we're we're good. I think we've got what we need here. (laughs) So Ricochet, the 1991 classic with Denzel Washington, John Lithgow, and Ice T. And Ice T. Uh, a great action, uh, fun kind of action thriller movie. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. But if you want to watch that before our next review, uh, that's you get two weeks to get caught up. But I think for for Joey Otto, uh, I'm Tommy Lee. I think we're going to sign off here, and we'll uh, catch you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>